welcome to the 146th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. Oh man, look at us. We're still here. Pew, 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 pew. I wonder what shenanigans we'll get into <laughs> this week. I'm glad to be here for the number 12th episode. Thank you. Thank you very much. Robert! The number 12th. <sighs> Sponsored by the letter A. <laughs> I'm so excited to get into this episode. The last time we were here, you guys have finally started exploring the Grand Cathedral of Phrasma in the Grey. You silently and quietly broke into a house, saw that there were just people asleep, and decided to leave them alone. That's not bad. That won't come back to haunt you at all. We locked them back in. And we left them a note, so it's cool. <laughs> then you explored a couple rooms found a bunch of sleeping priests. There's a joke in there somewhere. I just don't know what it is. And they don't appear to be vampires. Nope. You splash some water on them. They didn't sizzle or snap, crackle and or pop. You then found some healing supplies. Don't know why they randomly put them into this game, but you know, whatever. So you've actually split party a little bit. Brianna and Twin Talon are at one door. Knife Sword, Soraya and Ooh are all at a different door. And... I believe Twin Talon listened to the door at the end of the last episode, and so did Knife Sword. And I was about to tell you what you heard. I have an eyeball in there. Oh, you have an eyeball in there. That's right. That's right. So, Rob, I'm going to move Knife Sword so you can see what the little eyeball sees. I'll give you a description of the room as well. I'm just going to put you right here. The cathedral's grand hall soars with vaulted ceilings supported by tall marble columns. White drapery covers the looming stained glass windows along the eastern and western walls. To the south, a 15 foot wide hallway leads south under a wooden catwalk that connects to a choir loft to the southeast overlooking the worship space. Pews that normally line the hall are pushed aside, forming a wide avenue towards the east, where a polished redwood casket sits atop an iron frame. Sticks of incense burning from various points around the entire macabre display. Macabre? Macabre. Macabre display. Yes, macabre display. Macabre. It was quite a macabre quesadilla I had for dinner. <laughs> I thought it was a macabre. Macabre, macabre, macabre. Now, is that a spooky cabaret or a cabaret at a McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> Knife sword. You also see a rather imposing large human. A uh, full plate male talking with three vampires. Oh, no big deal. And the casket is to your east. Yeah, that's what you see. Okay. Matt and Brianna, you hear the muffled sound of talking through the door. Oh, I thought we heard shh, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> no? Okay. I'm going to turn around to them. All right, so Twin Talon will try the door, see if it's locked. It is not locked. And he will very stealthily try to open the door and peek inside. You see some of the pews. Those circles are the columns. And you can also see the casket. Got it. The casket is opened. Casket's open. Okay. And I do see some butts of people over here. Oh. Yes. Those would be two of the vampires. Rob, what are you doing? I was going to signal to Serena and Ooh. I was going to be like, give them like a signal to, to quiet. And then I was going to take like two fingers and do like a... 
like in front of my mouth, like teeth, and be like, you know, making like I have fangs. The bitey guys are in there. The bitey guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's exactly what Twin Talon's gonna do. He's gonna hold up two fingers in front of his mouth, like teeth, and then kind of point in the direction that they are. So just to make life a little easier, for no reason at all, I would like to go into initiative order. So you can either use perception or stealth for your initiative. Okay, let's get initiatives. Let's start with Christine. What did Soraya get for initiative? Soraya is rolling with stealth and has a 24. All right, Haya. I also rolled for stealth and Brianna got a 23. Okay, Heidi. Uh, Ooh, got a 25. Great, Matt. Twin Talon rolled with stealth to the surprise of no one and got a 32. And Rob. 26. Matt, I'm disappointed because we have a 26, a 25, a 24, and a 23. <laughs> and then you as a 32. <laughs> Way to ruin it for us. I was disappointed. I only rolled a nine. Some of us rolled like a five, so. Yep. All right, Matt, you may take your three actions. Okay, so Twin Town's going to take a step back to the table. He's going to pick up one of the candles off of the table, and then he'll step back up, I guess, in my three actions to the door. And then he's going to make a hand signal to Brianna to explain that he's going to throw it into the room, to the far side of the room, see if he can get their attention. Yeah, all right, great. Knife Sword, you are up. I'm going to pull out my cantina. I'm going to go over to the basin. You mean a canteen? No, no, like a whole cantina, you know, gonna open up a canteen no yeah my canteen i guess it would be a water skin yeah it would be a water skin <laughs> but that's fine <laughs> i'm gonna take it i'm gonna go over to the basin of holy water and fill it okay we just put that back there <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna give you two things of holy water <laughs> and is it empty since it's emptied again <laughs> damn it nice sword i have holy water <laughs> sorry we tried to do the right thing you're not here you're getting drunk Frustration. Okay, so Phil, and you have two more actions left, I guess. Let me draw, move, Phil. Yeah. Oh, yeah, draw, move, Phil. Yeah, 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 you're right, sorry. Ooh. Ooh is gonna take out her longsword and start walking towards something. The door! (laughs) Okay, so you draw a weapon, you move to the door. Would you like to open the door? I knock very gently and say, hello? Are there any vampires? No, that's a terrible idea because there's something bad on the inside. You've been spending too much time with knife sword. (laughs) We'll wait for further instruction, I think. Okay, Soraya. I think the bombs only stay viable until the end of my turn, so I'm not going to make anything just yet, but I may also sidle up closer to the door. Okay, and Brianna. Brianna will be ready to move once the, I'm guessing the candle is, is thrown in to go in and attack and all that. All right. She's waiting for Twin Town signal, basically. Okay. Matt, it is back to you. All right. So Twin Town is just going to hurl the candle as best he can in that direction, to the southeast, to the far side of this room. Okay. Give me a ranged attack. I mean, I guess you don't have to. It's just you're putting a candle. Where are you trying to get it? I'm just trying to get it into the far back corner here, to the southeast corner of the room. Oh, that is a bit of a chuck. Uh, give me a, just give me a ranged attack. It's 65 feet. That's a pretty decent throw. Sure. I mean, but I'm not trying to hit anything specific with it. Just I need to, to make noise over there. Oh, okay. So yeah, you throw it over there and it clangs and clatters and you see all the people in the room turn and look at it. 
I can barely see them at this point, so I'm just trying to figure out how many there are and see if I can get them into the open. So at this point, I'm just holding. I'm just waiting for the door to kind of cracked open. Okay. Do you want to prepare an action? I can't if I did anything else this turn. Okay. So then I will pop their initiative, and they're going to come over and investigate. So that's two moves to move there. And then, Matt, you see the form of this guy start to waver, and you now see multiples of him spinning around. Oh, he cast mirror image on himself? Yep. Good to know. One of the vampires decides to come over and investigate as well, and you see that they have pulled out a long sword. One of the other vampires in this group is going to move twice to the head of the casket and also draw a long sword and start looking around. They seem to be on high-ish alert. And actually, they can see you, Matt, in the doorway, and they're going to call out to you, what are you doing here? Who are you? I said I just had the door open a crack, so I was looking into like a crack in the door. Oh, okay, okay. So then they're just going to look around to try and figure out where things are coming from. Knife sword, it is your turn. I mean, I'm not like actively with my ear up against the door. Would I hear the vampires say that? They didn't actually say that because Matt only cracked the door, but you did hear something like crash on the other side, or not crash, but the sound of something like landing and scattering a little bit on the floor. Okay. And your eyeball is in there if you want to keep sustaining it. Yeah, I, I am. So yeah, so you can see exactly how things are going. Okay, I'm going to turn to Ooh and I'm going to show her my silver dagger and like point at it and kind of like go point at her and like, do you have one? Ooh shakes her head, no. Didn't Brianna give you one? I said I put everything back because I was moping. Well, Ooh was moping. Well, I'm going to point to the one over there and be like, grab it. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go grab that. If I still can, I don't mean, I don't know how much... I'll do the same to Serena if she's got one, you know. Did you just call me Serena? That's what I heard too, but I thought I was sick. What? No, I was, wait. Now I'm confused. Serea. Serea, sorry. <laughs> Venus. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on. I'm your Venus. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to point. I don't know how much I can gesturing I can do as a move. You still have enough action economy to do more gesturing if you'd like. Okay. I'm going to, because I can see in the room, I'm going to point at the vampire that's right by in front of our door. I just do a little toothy thing and point straight ahead, you know, right there, and then just trying to see in here. Oh yeah, let me move you through the wall real quick so you can see. Okay, I'm gonna be like directly in front of the door. I'm gonna gesture that way, and then one over there, like behind the, well, from my, my perspective, I guess it would be to the right of the door. And I'm gonna prepare for my next turn. All right, so you relay the locations. Sounds good. Ooh, you are up. Is my striking fearsome longsword, that's a two-handed weapon, correct? No. It's not? No. So I think the longsword was the one that I dipped in the holy water? Yes, it is the one you had pulled out and ready to go. So I can have both of them on hand then? The striking longsword and the silver dagger? Yep. Cool. I hold both of them in my hands. And I'm going to quietly walk in the room. I'm going to sneaky sneak in the room. And then I'm just going to duck behind this pew that's right to the south of me. Okay. You're going to take cover? Yes. Wow. I think that is the first time we have had someone use, like, the take cover effect. (laughs) I'm honestly impressed. I think you're so smart. (laughs) 
It's all that holy water just seeping in. Okay, great. Soraya, it is your turn. She's going to follow after her sneaking. And are you also going to take the take cover action? Sure. I'm so impressed. So now I can clearly see all three vampires and the mirror image dude. Brianna, it is your turn. I'm going to hold my action until Twin Talon gives a signal to move in and attack because I feel like he's doing something specific and I don't want to mess this up. Okay, back to the top of the initiative. So the vampire who hasn't moved yet is going to walk to the foot of the casket, which is a double move, and then draw their longsword. Matt. So looking in here, does it look like they're just focusing on what's happening in the corner or where does their attention seem to be? So the two, the man who cast mirror image and one of the vampires have moved to investigate what that noise was. I'm saying it kind of clattered under like one of this back pew here. And then the other two look like they're kind of taking up a defensive position around the casket. That doesn't seem great. Okay. So Twin Town will hold up four fingers to Brianna, letting her know that there are four people inside, not two like I thought there were. And he'll kind of shrug, like, should we go in? She'll shrug back and move in. Okay. (laughs) I'll move Brianna there and then take cover around here. Okay. Actually, you would need to stay one step back to take cover behind the pew. Sure. All right, cool. Matt, do you have anything else you would like to do with your actions? Do they look like they saw her? Hiya. Roll me stealth. It would be your stealth versus their perception. 32. 32. Okay. Everyone seems not to notice her except for the mirror image guy. And you see all four heads snap to where Brianna is sneaking. Okay. Oopsie. Then if the jig is up, better us get some licks in before they do. So Twin Talon is going to move in. So that's 30 feet. And he's going to attack the vampire at the head of the cop. All right. Go ahead and make an attack roll. They are flat-footed to you. Strike first. Strike off. That's a 38 versus their flat-footed AC. Nice. 38 versus their flat-footed AC is a crit. Hell yeah. All right. That's how we like to open combats. Piercing. It's called deep herding. The target is fatigued. Okay. So you will attack... And he'll do 23 points of piercing cold iron magic damage, if any of that matters. And it's double damage. Yes, so 46 damage. And they're fatigued. What weapon is that? It's a plus one striking shifting cold iron short sword. All right. So it looks like you hit them, but it doesn't look like everything goes through. Well, I'm going to put precise debilitations on them, and I'm going to try to hit them again. All right. 20. That is a miss. I would like to burn a hero point, please. All right. You had two. You have one left. There we go. 35. So that is a regular hit. So that is 32 points of damage. All right. Again, you smack them pretty well, but not all of it goes through. And Twin Town's going to say, not for asthma. (laughs) Three people will get, but it's fine. Uh, On to the next. All right. So I've been waiting to do this, and I'm very excited. The... Mirrored image gentlemen, all of the mirrored images start to shimmer and the body that is there starts to melt away. And you just kind of see this human form like sloth onto the ground. And in its place, you see a mirrored image giant creature. Nah. 
I'm good. Okay. Do we recognize the creature? Let me, I'll turn off the mirror image for a second, just so you can see the art. What the? <laughs> oh, I know what that is. It's actually got two crab claws on its big arms. Like I said, uh-uh. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm good. I just had lunch. So that was its first action. Its second action. Oh boy, there's so many things to do with this. All right, we're just gonna make this real simple and easy. Matt, a claw reaches out to and snaps at you. Okay. Do I get cover from this pillar? Yes, you get a plus two. Oh, it was almost a one. Yep, it's a 32 total. That hits. Okay. He's got a plus 25. Like, he has to roll a five to hit me. Are we close? Yeah, we're 10 feet away. Okay, then I will reactive protect it. So, Matt, you're going to take 25 physical and six evil. Okay. That's a thing. Except I'm being liberated, I believe. Liberated for 13. No, 14. So you're taking 11 and six, 17 damage. No, hold on. Please let me refer back to uh, something that someone in the Discord said. Paladin and other champions and Liberator damage reduction is uh, way better at higher levels because it's 14 points of every type of damage. Oh. So 14 points of physical, 14 points of evil. If it was cold or fire, I get 14 points of that. So it's not just 14 points off the top, it's 14 points of each type. Nice. So you're taking 11 points of damage. Yep, I take no evil damage. No evil damage. And I will take two steps. If you need me, I'll be over here. Oh, and now you're out of range for another attack. Yeah. But Brianna isn't. Really? So you see a large pincer attack you. I said I had lunch. She's also got cover. Yep. So it's a minus two to this attack. That is a 22. Oh, Sean, I have news for you, my dear friend. No, don't say that. Yes. It is. It is a critical failure. Is this a named individual? I can see his name. Doesn't matter. Everyone takes crit fails, but yes, they also have a name. I was just mostly curious. <laughs> Unarmed. You take a minus two circumstance penalty to your attack rolls until the end of your next turn. It's called frustration, and I'm feeling that. That's fair. So, you know, that's all lovely and whatnot. Well, that's the end of his turn. It was a valiant effort. It was. He tried. He did 11 damage. Tried so hard. Yeah. Hashtag, you tried. <laughs> he probably messed up that pew pretty good. Yeah, that pew is in pieces now. Okay, so now one of the vampires here realizes, oh no, there are people here. and That's not good. They're going to move 25 feet to move up next to Brianna. And then they're going to take their long sword and swing at her. Don't get cover on this one. It's a 14 on the die for a 36. That'll hit. Right, like that. For 18 points of damage, and then they're gonna swing their claw at you with, from the other hand. All right. And that is a 18 on the die for a 35. That also hits. And that will do 20 points of damage. Okay. Okay. The vampire that Twin Talon just moved next to. So first off, this is the one that you've been stabbing, Twin Talon. You see some of the wounds begin to close up on it. And then they are going to swing their claw at you. 27. <sighs> Fine. And then the long sword will come at you. 
from the other hand. There we go, 34. Lovely. I'll take it. And you take 17 points of damage. Okay. And then they're going to turn around, flavor turn around, because there's no facing in Pathfinder, and kick the coffin. Oh boy. And you hear the sound echo throughout the chamber. Well, that's a hidden figure. I don't like that. Soraya, ooh, and Twin Talon, you see a door to the southwest open up. That's all of its turns. Knife Sword, you are up. Well, there's only one thing to do here in this situation, and that's to need to cast a fireball. Oh, boy. Where are we fireballing? Put that 20-foot burst out there. If you need to hit me to get all of them, don't worry about it. I only can see two of them, so I'm going to wing it on the third one. You know you can move through the door for your first action. Oh, sure. I mean, <laughs> you know. And then two actions to cast, so you can get a better layout of the room. Oh, 30, fire. All right, well, let me make some reflex saves real quick. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no time. There's no time. <laughs> DC 28, so a 32 is a regular success, so that's half damage for them. Half damage, maybe half damage. Oh, natural 20. That's a critical success for the big guy. Um, no damage. He's probably going to fire anyway, honestly. Oh, am I the only one who is thinking that they have actually turned the Pharasmin priest and that's what we're waiting for them to wake up? I flicked holy water on their face. <laughs> no, 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 no. The one that's in the coffin, the one that the whole funeral procession was for. Oh, yeah. That'd be bad. She was a powerful spellcaster beforehand, so that's not good. Vampires are bad. Okay. 34. Four. That's a regular fail. And then this one also. Uh, actually, no. Okay, so two of them are taking half damage. All right. Ooh, it is your turn. All right. I love it when it's my turn. Ooh is going to rage immediately. She is going to take a martial stance, and then she is going to strike with her new silver dagger at the vampire that is closest to Twin Talon to the southeast. Does Marshall's stance give you reach? Oh, I have to move. Fuck! Ugh, I might just have to move then. Sorry. <laughs> I hate to be that guy. It's fine. You could throw the dagger. I could throw the dagger, but then it won't come back to me. That's true. Okay, so I'm gonna take a Marshall stance. The Dread Marshall stance? Yes. Okay, so to do that, you make an intimidate check. Yeah. 32 to intimidate. Versus a normal DC of our level or something? Oh, versus the standard DC of your level. It is 30. So she succeeds. It's just a regular success? Yep. Okay, so it grants me and allies a status bonus of damage rolls equals to the number of weapon damage dice of the unarmed attack or weapon you are wielding that has the most weapon damage dice. And when we crit, they become frightened. So... With my last action, I'm going to move, and I'm going to move right there, which is a really disadvantageous spot, but it's fine. All right, Soraya. I'm going to take my first action to double brew and make myself two greater bottled sunlights. Please don't. I think I will, so fuck you. <laughs> there you go, Sean. Wow, that was a little, a little much, but okay. 
And then I'm going to, I'm going to throw it at this one that's right in front of Twin Talent and Ooh, and do the 15 foot cone splash. So it gets whatever's in the coffin because I'm throwing it in a general downward angle direction. So primary target that one, and then it should hit the big guy and whoever's in the coffin as well. So let me attack with that. 26. Versus there a C is a miss. I'm going to, I'm going to hear a point that because I rolled a six. <laughs> All right. Much better. 31. 31 will hit. Nice. Cool. So because they are vampires and this is sunlight damage, they take the max positive, which is 12. The splash is three positive and the primary target also takes 3d4 fire. Okay. So 12 and roll the 3d4 fire, please. Which would be eight. How does that seem to affect everybody? Not great. <laughs> Not happy about it. How much does the big guy take? The big guy and the coffin take three positive splash. Okay. Does he actually take that? Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, I've been doing something wrong with the way mirror image works. So one of the images goes away. I'm doing that again because my double brew lets me take one action to make two items. 26, I assume, will not hit. That will not hit. Will the splash hit? Yes. Unless you guys would rather me attack one of the other ones because I can throw it at any of them. Nah, that's fine. Nah, I think you did good. Okay. Your body, your rules, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get hypnotized this time. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> Let's see. Now it becomes rough. Also, do bright flashes of sunlight affect the other two in any way? They don't like it, I can tell you that much. Try some hissing. Okay, so, Matt, you see the double doors to the northwest. Okay, like those were outside, right? Yes, it looks very similar to the outside doors. And then you see another vampire come in. And another, I see another one in the doorway. Yeah, 25. And you see them pull out a short bow. Then the other vampire comes to the double doors and they pull out a short bow. And because they didn't have to open the double door, they will attack Twin Talon. Okay. Actually, I have to measure. Make sure you're within my first range increment. Yep, you're just there. Range of 60 feet. You're 50 away. 18 on the die for a 41. That is a critical hit. Well, question. Yes. There is a column directly between me and this vampire. Yeah, you're right. Would that give me a plus two? Yep, gives you a plus two, so that drops it to a 39, which is not a critical hit. There we go. Okay, just regular damage then. That's 10 points of damage. What the crap? How do they get plus eight on a bow? <laughs> They're strong. Doesn't matter. Like, bows don't have that ability. Okay, so that's their turn. Next up is... This one that's by the base of the coffin, who has a long sword out, and is really unhappy that there were giant flashes of sunlight. So they're going to move 15 and target Soraya with a claw. Do I benefit from cover? <laughs> yep, you get a plus two, because that pew is not destroyed yet. 15 on the die for a 34. That will still hit even with the cover. Okay, so you're going to take 19 points of damage and they're going to spend their last action to grab you. Okay. Is that something they can do automatically if they hit with their claw? If they hit with their claw, they can spend an action to automatically grab. Yes. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Arising from out of the coffin. The one, the <laughs> only. You see a sallow-skinned, old-looking person, or ex-person, I guess. 
Let me share with you this picture of what you see rising out of the coffin. Oh. Oh. Lord. Oh, hi. Who's into a lot of things? She's not into that. <laughs> so I can't tell if I was right or not, but I hope I wasn't. But I have a feeling I was. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. In fact, you were so right. I'm going to give you a hero point. Oh, consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> so if she's been turned into undead, can we still use that scroll on her? Raised dead? I'm not sure what the Pathfinder 2 rules are on that. Just thinking, if we just need the body mostly intact, she's here, she's intact, and I'm sure she could help us against the people that turned her into something that probably flies in the face of Phrasma. Her first action was to stand up out of the coffin. I need Twin Talon and Ooh. Oh, you guys are both so lucky. To make a fortitude save for me, please. <laughs> in the words of Haya. Ow, oh, no. <laughs> 28? That is a fail. And that is also a fail. Would you like to hear a point, please? Yes. Yeah, I would. All right, go ahead. Oh. Got the same fucking thing. My dice are cursed. I don't know what you did that last <laughs> time, Sean, but. I did make a prayer to Ergothoa. All right, so on a failure, the shadows around this creature that is coming out of the coffin, the shadows from your very shadows start to writhe and twist and reach up and start slashing at you. You both take 10d6 negative damage. Jeez. What? And you're both slowed one. So the 10d6 is only 26 points of damage. It's not that great. It's just below average. You know, when you hear 10d6, you're thinking like a lot more. Slowed one, which just means you lose one action at the start of your Speaking of losing an action, Twin Talon, you're up. Twin Talon is going to press his lips to the horn of the Sun Aurochs and blow. Ooh, what does that do? I forget. The horn is clearly audible for hundreds of feet. Within a 20-foot emanation, the sound causes agony to those who wish harm upon the user. The horn also sheds bright light in that area and dim light in the next 20 feet. Enemies of the user in the area take 76 sonic damage and 76 good damage with a DC 30 fortitude save. Creatures that are specifically vulnerable to sunlight are also frightened one if they fail the save or frightened two if they critically fail. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now Sean gets the blah. Uh-huh. So a 20-foot emanation from you. I can't tell if it gets the demon or not. He's so far away and he's got so many images. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. So I need to make a what? DC 30 fortitude save on this? Yes, you can also fail it or critically fail it if you like. I could. Well, I'll let you know, this is not a great save for me. What save is it? Fortitude. So if you get an 11, the little guys, and I don't know what the big one does. Uh, if you roll natural 20s, though, that doesn't help. Yeah. Okay, so the big guy saved. Two of my vampires have one regular save. One rolled a natural 20. The one that's rising out of the coffin failed, and one of the other vampires failed. So when they failed, how much damage did they take? 28 sonic and 31 good. And if they are vulnerable to sunlight, then uh, they are frightened one if they fail. Yep. If they succeed, they take half damage. That mirror image is out of control, Sean. It just looks like a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> it's bigger now. How did it get bigger? So you just keep putting mirror image on mirror image on mirror image. That's too many. No, whenever it gets hit, it duplicates itself because that's what the effect says to do. Well, there's only two of them left anyway, because Matt 
Would you like to describe your kill for one of the little guys? Ooh. Hey. So Twin Talon blows the horn and a bright light flash of energy bursts forward and the one in front of him just can't withstand it and her flesh is just blown from her bones and the bones clatter to the floor in a comically xylophonic manner. <laughs> nice. That's what you hear. <laughs> and it was going to be frightened, but now there's only one thing that's frightened, so. I'll speak dead over frightened. Yeah. I mean, the big lady, not big lady, but the lady that comes out of the coffin, which I'm assuming is like the real vampire vampire, still took 61 damage or 60 damage. Yeah. I'm just going to start calling her Dimitrisk because we can. All right. Brianna, it is your turn. Pick up those reactions. There's a vampire right in your face. Thanks. Yep. Also, Twin Town would like to whistle and have Taisani show up. Oh, yes. Taisani was, is still pecking around in like two rooms. You mean my best friend? Yep. So Brianna recognizing the pointy teeth, the long ears, and the cotton tail, which is indicative of a vampire and not a bunny, will use her gauntlet to cast Disrupt Undead as she smacks it across this person's face in front of her. And says, no. Bad. Bad. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to like do like a face shove, like, no. <laughs> Shush. All right, let me see if I can make a save here. DC 30, fortitude. Ooh. Ah, lame. 37 is a success, so I take half damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damage. So 11 damage. And it's 11 positive damage, if that matters. Correct. Okay. And then let's strike. Let's strike once. Ugh, just a 28 hit. It misses. Yeah. You have a hero point if you'd like. Ugh, I do. I feel like I'm going to need it. So that'll be my turn. All right. Next up is the big guy. Beefy guy is going to send out a big old pincer to Brianna. 43 to hit. Is a critical success. You have a hero point. You can make me reroll it. Yeah, re-roll that. All right. That is a... Damn it. <laughs> 42. That is a hit, not a critical success. Ah! All right. So you're going to take some bludgeoning damage from the claw as it reaches out and hits you for 31 points of Jeez. damage. That breaks down to 30 bludgeoning and one evil. And then they're going to spend an action and you're now grabbed. <sighs> okay. And then for its last trick, it is going to, I know it can do something when it has you grab. Oh, that's right. It's called a captive rake. It pulls the creature up to five feet closer like that. Then it makes two claw strikes against you. Those strikes count as one attack when determining multiple attack penalty. And the penalty doesn't increase until after both strikes. So these are taken at the second attack modifier. So here comes the first one. That's a 13 on the die for a 36. That'll hit. And the second one. These claws are from the little two hands you see on the picture. A natural one. Oh. Got greedy. Hell yeah. I did, I did. Well, here's the damage for the first one for 25 points of damage. And then let me draw my crit miss card. Ugh, I'm so grumpy about that. I have a question. Are you applying the crit miss he had last time where he gets negative two to all his attacks? Oh, I did not. 
Thank you, Matt. Oh, good memory, babe. Let's go back. Let's go back. The 40 still hit you or does that crit you? It hits me, does not crit. Okay, good. And then 34. 34 does hit. Okay. And then a 22 is still a crit miss. Yes. This one is called off balance. You are slowed two until the end of your next turn. So it's only going to get one action next turn. Not a fan of that. Not a fan of that at all. But that's the end of its turn. This vampire that is next to Brianna is now going to take its long sword and stab at you. Sounds fun. Yeah, I think so. Oof. It's a 19 on the die for a total of 41. You have a hero point. You can make me reroll the critical hit. Sure. Okay. Let me reroll that. That's less. That is a five on the die for a 27. Which misses. Then it's going to spin around and swing at Ooh with its sword for its second attack. Natural one. Oh. <laughs> you guys have hero points. You can spend it to um, let me re-roll if you'd like. Save you? Yeah. No, that's good. No, I think we're good, actually. No? Okay. Mealy, what was that? You are slowed one until the end of your next turn, which means I lose my last action. Oh, boy. And finally, the door that opened oh so long ago. You see a man walk out, has a long walking stick. He looks like this. Would anyone like to describe this gentleman? Oh, hello. He looks like Farazman Jesus. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I forget what time purple is. It's not ordinary. Apparently, in Catholicism, if you have a purple thing draped over your arm, it means last rites. And funny story, my brother officiated our wedding and had this purple thing hanging over his arm. <laughs> and my uncle, who's a deacon in the Catholic Church, was like, just let you know, it means last rites. <laughs> you shouldn't have had that. So, fun times! Yes, they are correct. It looks like purple Jesus! It's a guy with sandals on, a white robe with like a purple vestment over top of it, a staff with a blue Phrasman symbol on the top of it. And he's also got a little Phrasma brooch on his one shoulder there with spiral. He's also brunette. He seems to be a little bit older. He's got gray at his temples and in his beard. You see him kind of step out and up on the dais here. He moves around and you just see him look at the vampires and shake his head. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> he was one day from retirement. <laughs> I know. Survey says no. Can I hear a point for him? If you want to. I mean, folks, what do we think? <laughs> we don't know him just yet. Maybe he's really powerful. That's true. Maybe he's bad. All right. All right. We'll let us stand. All right. So you see him start to chant something and nothing happens. And then for their last action, they're going to grip their staff with two hands. Phrasing? Nope. I know what I said. And they're going to swing at one of the vampires. Just baseball batting it with the staff? Yep. I think they're weak to being beaten about the head and shoulders with a stick. <laughs> a holy stick. <laughs> holy stick, Batman. That's a 21 and they miss. Oh, buddy, you tried. <laughs> and that is where we're going to end today. Of course. <laughs> well, I think he's a friend. We're going to say he's a friend. <laughs> I, think, I think he's a friend now. Yeah, I'm solidly convinced. <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like, 
You guys woke me up. What is the problem? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe all the fucking vampires in your fucking kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hopefully be able to talk to him next time and none of us will die. It's probably fine. Probably. We got two big, like, priesty people on our, well, one's on our side and one's not. So we'll see where things land, right? <laughs> and, you know, with the Book of the Dead that came out, there's now a vampire archetype. Oh. In case anybody gets turned, <laughs> you know. That's fine with Brianna. That's no problem. Wait until she becomes a vampire? I'm squinting. Can you squint harder, Haya? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. We'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye friends. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at Editing Nate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast.